Welcome to the Brent Gold Podcast with co-host Eric Lawholm. We are building 1 million agents in 100 countries in 10 years. Now, here's your host, Brent Gold. Hi, this is Eric Lawholm. I want to welcome all of you to another great edition of the Brent Gove podcast. Today I'm joined by Rodney Rose and Rodney has been in the lending industry now for four decades. He is a direct lender, a mortgage broker. He is a deal maker where he solves problems, complex deals that maybe other people can't get through. He's phenomenal at that. The deal fell out. He can put the deal together and get it to the finish line. In addition to lending, he has owned pretty much every type of property you can, single family, commercial, retail, apartment buildings. He's owned hundreds of properties, so seasoned real estate investor. Rodney, I want to welcome you to the podcast. Hi, Eric. Thank you so much. I'm super happy to be on the show. Awesome. Thanks well, for the intro. You bet. Let's go way back when you started in lending. What what got you in the lending? Tell us a brief story about how you got into loans. Actually, how I got into loans was uh, first I got my real estate license and I just couldn't find a good lender. And I was always seeming to have to hold their hand and kind of guide them in the direction of what we needed to get done uh, for the real estate transaction. Yeah. And, and so I always I did well in every segment of real estate that I did, was involved in. And then when it starts to slow down, as you know, people always thought I was a lender anyway. For some reason, I just had that aura that I would think like, oh, well, maybe I should uh, I, I should go into the lending thing. But then rates went up, and I think I just missed it. I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. So over time, I just I noticed that no matter what happens in the real estate market, there's really smart people that run the financial industry. And they come up with unique programs to make sure there's always loan products to sell, regardless of what the rates are. So I just decided, I don't care what the rates did. I'm jumping in full full force with that and, and absolutely love it. Awesome. And at what point did you become an investor? Was that before you became a lender or after? Uh, that was, that was, I became an investor actually the first year I got my license um, and just didn't know anything because my job before this came with the tagline, would you like fries with that? And so, uh, you know, I, I didn't really know anything. I just studied to pass the test. And anybody who's taken the test really knows that that doesn't mean that you understand anything to do with the real estate world. Uh, just you knew how to take the test. And um, I there was a couple, you know, um, lower end properties that were for sale in the market in the office that I was in and, and it wasn't moving. I asked a million questions and everybody told me, no, don't do it. Don't do it. And, and all I knew was that uh, by all the questions I asked for income and expenses and management, that I was going to have a small positive cash flow at the end of the month after paying all the bills. And I thought, wow, that, that is awesome. And so I, I, I had saved money, uh, not a lot. I sold the deal to myself. I was still short 500 bucks and brought a partner in for 50%. That's how smart I was for the other 50%. Um, but it turned out to be a, a wise investment on my part because he was a contractor and the properties needed work. And he came in and helped. And I learned a lot about construction. And that was my entry into investing of, of real estate at the age of 18. Wow. That is awesome. Before we <laughs> jump in and talk about 
um, creative loan products. And I know we're going to get into a really hot product right now. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Talk to me about mindset, because for you to own hundreds of properties in your career, every different type of real estate, to me, like that's just mind blowing from a thinking big standpoint, because most people I would imagine if they're doing deals, it's probably 10 or fewer. And you like kind of made it to the top of the, uh, you know, doing hundreds of deals. Tell us about your mindset. How did you use your mind to create that? You know, that, Eric, that's a, I, I really like that question because I think it is a lot to do with mindset. And when I got started, I didn't know anything, but what I soon realized was there's a fear factor out there. And most people ran away and buying real estate or making an investment is a risky deal. And there's a lot of fear associated with that. And in my mind, whether I was just uh, crazy or, you know, just put a plan together is that I asked enough questions that as long as, I mean, there's no 100% guarantee to anything, but if you ask enough questions and put a plan together and then have a backup plan, I felt like I pretty much minimized that risk factor and I was comfortable moving forward. And the properties that I attacked were usually the riskier ones. There was a problem there and I went in to solve the problem. And if you can solve the problem, you win the game. So that's kind of how my mindset was. And I just kind of kept rinse and repeat and then added a bunch of ingredients along the way. Well, that is fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. So you mentioned earlier about being in the industry as long as you have interest rates do what they do, but the financial folks always figure out a product or products that will help people buy in today's market. And so we had um, a rate change, you know, last year and things were still higher than what they what they were. And I was in a meeting recently where you were speaking about um, a really fantastic product around uh, equity building that was like blowing my mind. I'd never even heard anything <laughs> like that product before. Um, I'm not an expert like you are, but that blew my mind. So why don't we just talk about the idea of the uh, financial folks creating these products and and then tell us about this product and what you like about it so much. Yeah, Eric, I love, I'm super excited about that product. And, you know, like part of that meeting we talked about is, you know, anybody who's been in the business for 10 years, congratulations, is a great thing, but you've only known rates that have been dropping and extremely low. Now we're back to a more normal market and you need to pick up more than just a cookie cutter uh, loans that are out there. And this is one of them. Um, the equity builder loan is really, it's not for everybody, um, but it is for a lot of people in, in some specific categories. And it allows you to sort of manipulate the uh, principal balance, which then in incurs less interest charges, and, and which therefore allows you to pay it off quicker is the easiest way to say that. How that happens is the interest is applied second. Principal is applied first in the monthly scheme of payments, where in the standard loan, it's exactly the opposite. The bank says, give me that interest and we'll give you a little bit of principal at the end of that. This goes the actually the opposite. And then they take it one step further and they allow you to link to your you know, savings or checking account, however you want to do it, other assets to that account, which then the bank has, 
not access to, but somehow in the banking world, I, be, I and I don't know this for a fact, but this is what I believe it would, is the banks are regulated by the, the government and they can only lend out based on their asset base themselves. Meaning that you and I go to the bank and we put our paychecks in there. They can't lend 100% of my paycheck and 100% of everybody's paycheck. They can only lend usually around 20% of their assets on hand. So if they can increase that asset, then they can lend more money. That's the closest I can get to the reason why they do it. And they're the only bank that I know that does this. And they allow you then to link assets to your bank account where they sweep your monthly payment from. And those linked accounts directly affect the principal balance of your loan by reducing that principal balance of your loan. Additionally, if you manage this loan correctly and you take all your monthly bills that you pay, your credit card, your cell phone, your student loan, your vehicle, and the whole whatever that everyone household has, and you pay it, but you pay it later in the month rather than right off the bat. While that money is sitting there, and maybe you do that already anyway, but that money that's sitting there, which isn't usually earning any interest for you, uh, you're just waiting to make that payment, is reducing the principal balance on that mortgage in the equity builder loan. And that over time, in essence, reduces that balance and you still make the normal scheduled payment and that payment attacks the principal quicker. I think everybody pretty much understands that when you get a new loan on the typical loan, the majority of the payment, like 95, maybe more than that, actually, percent of the payment initially is all interest. It typically takes about to 12 to 15 years in a 30-year loan before you're at about break even, meaning that half of the payment you're sending in goes to apply to principal and the other is interest. And then from that point, it sort of snowballs increasing on the principal side and less to interest. This does exactly the opposite. It attacks the principal first and it allows you to, if you if you will, for simplicity, if your payment is $1,000 a month and $900 a month goes to interest and 100 goes to principal um, is a normal scenario. If you, and based off of your $100,000 loan, if, if you reduce that $100,000 loan down to say $80,000 by linking, you're not actually making any payments on it, but just by linking your assets to an, from another account uh, to that account and therefore getting credit and reducing that balance to 80, instead of having to pay 900, you're only paying $800 a month and $200 go towards your principal. That is the sort of essence of how that works in a simplistic view. And that therefore compounds monthly and can pay off your loan extremely fast. The statistics say that a 30-year loan using this with a mild version pays off in 10.6 years. I have scenarios of people that paid off or will be paying off because this is a newer product out there. It's been out there for a while, but it just came into my hands here just recently. And we'll be paying them off in less than 10 years, like four years. And how you can truly expand on that is if, if you have a really high, high income earner and they have a lot of cash that sits for time periods, 
or you're in a job that, you know, industry where that happens. Uh, maybe you're a construction company and you have a lot of funds that are just sitting until you pay out on the subs or you have rental properties and you get a lot of rents that come in and you wait until the 15th to make that payment. That's money that's basically the banks are using already. You just don't know it. This one allows you to use it and reduce your principal balance. And then you make your payments and more goes to that principal rather than to interest. Does that a little bit? Makes yeah, sense. what you're saying, I'm, I'm, I'm tracking as, as best I can. I don't have your mind, but I'm doing the best I can. But there's, <laughs> one, there's one point that I want to make for the listeners. And this concept is, it's really great as a visual concept, but our, our podcast is audio only. So, you, so you're listening here and, and Rodney, if somebody is listening right now and they're, they're interested in this kind of loan, you are nationwide, like you can help them if there's somebody listening and they want to get more information about a loan like this for themselves or for one of their clients, you could talk with them and, and help them. Is that correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, yeah. I'd so love as to. you're listening to this, if you get excited about this, you're like, I'm tracking as best I can with audio only. You can set up a call with Rodney and they, he can run illustrations and PowerPoint visual and all, all that good stuff. But there's one piece that I want all of you to hear and what Rodney's sharing, and I'm going to see if what I'm saying is correct, that the loan also is a home equity line of credit. So if you have this money sitting there in your business account, like the construction company that Rodney was talking about, and you pull it out and you you put it towards this loan, and then you need the money to pay the bills, you just borrow it back again. And it was on that account for a period of time paying, attacking the principal. Is that right? Yes. So that it is super confusing, especially on the only audio scenario. This loan, additionally to the quick rapid payoff feature that it has, is also an equity line of credit. So in one sense, that it, let's say that you paid it almost off, um, but all of a sudden you wanted to buy something for whatever reason, go on a trip, or you just needed money, that money is there. You don't have to qualify for it again. You don't have to, you know, pay any fees for it. You just access it and you can, you basically are increasing your loan balance again to whatever extent you use the money, but it's available for you. So it's really a valuable tool more than it is a loan. Awesome. And yeah, talk about, because you brought this up in the meeting I was in when I saw you speak and you were sharing like how a real estate agent could use this loan as a tool on their tool belt, especially with investors. Can you yes. speak about the connection? If somebody's listening right now and they work with investors, how this could potentially be a tool and they could introduce the investor to you and you could help them navigate and understand the loan. You're getting me all excited, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say that, so there were five loan types that were that we were, were really unique in the market that I was talking about that day. And there was, uh, there was another one that, that's, that I, it's the uh, investor cash flow max. And in that scenario, with that loan, you literally have the ability to not have to make a payment for up to five years. So I was combining these two loans together to maximize a strategy with investors, because I mentioned already that if you had a, 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 you know, an investor that has rentals, right? And all of this is, is just, in the, just so in the positive direction, I can't even describe how 
much this goes and it's and it's positive for everybody it's like a win-win-win because the more money your investor makes the more houses he's going to buy or properties and you make right so it's a it's a great deal so if you have an investor that has some rental properties and they take all that rent money and whether it's twenty thousand dollars a month or 50 or 100 or 200 or whatever the number is a month that they're collecting on rents that are you know and maybe they're only keeping 10 or 20 percent of that after they pay all the bills the net result is that money could be applied linked wise to that loan balance, which reduces it. And therefore, your the mortgage balance of that linked is reduced substantially. So that payment you're making becomes almost principal, right? Instead of interest, which then is where that rapid reduction and payoff comes in quickly. But what the five-year no payment investor cash flow max loan is is for investors. And today there's a lot of investors out there because the market's gone up so drastically over the last couple of years, easily 40%. An investor put a down payment when they bought it and they probably got a decent deal if they're a sharp investor. So they easily have you know 50% or more in equity in that property. They can apply this and I'm already thinking how one step even further, they can apply for that loan to buy another property right? With that and a fixer, 1031 exchange, right? Taking the cash from the existing property, getting the cash flow max, now having even more uh, income monthly flow overall, just cash flowing that you would apply to the uh, ec you know equity builder loan to reduce that principal even more. And I know that was a whole lot of movement there, especially on an audio only scenario, but that's where the strategies and structures come into play and are more important in today's market than at any time in the past 10 years. So I want to give you an opportunity to kind of showcase your brain. And <laughs> what, I mean, what I mean by that is, um, you know, you were sharing with me when we were getting ready to hit the record button, you know, that you're really good at um, if a deal fell out with somebody else, you can come in and get it closed or hard to close loan. Could you just give us an example of a deal where, you know, you are one of probably like just a small number of loan officers that could get the deal to the finish line. Can you just kind of walk us through a deal that you had where your ability to bring everybody together, help get that deal to the finish line? I mean, they, they come in all, all different flavors, I guess, you know, because there's so many elements to the real estate transaction, um, especially with title, because there's title issues that come into play, whether it's with the parties involved or easements, I can definitely solve that because that's been my you know background when I was going to college. Um, I worked at a title company for five years, and I, I I like to say that you know we all speak English, but each segment of the real estate industry has its own little small dialect, and I speak all those because I've worked in all those, so I can translate for everybody. Which oddly, it sounds very very weird, but that is very true, and I know how the functions and the pieces fit together. But the, probably the most common is. Um, taking my appraisal background and getting, I have one that's current right now where I literally have gotten the appraisal increased, increased $700,000. Wow. From, yeah, from a $2.8 million uh, appraisal to a 3.5. So understanding how the appraisal process, and obviously that saved the deal, right? Because the buyers weren't wanting to move forward when the house that they thought was, you know, valued at a certain point came in much lower. And seller didn't want to go down that much. So, um, you know, obviously 20, 30, 40, 
thousand is is you know a cakewalk comparatively because there's even more moving parts in a property like that one that it contained um it, you know help solve and save deals but basically though the whole thing is just understanding all the loan guidelines really is probably the most common of all of it to be able to see how people we all make income how that income is classified is is a big stumbling block obviously if you work for the state of california and get a check that's pretty straightforward but if you and as people you know in today's economy start to have that gig economy and they're working multiples i have one client right now that has five w-2s and five 1099s for her annual income so i mean how that's classified and put together is is a challenge and and in, 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 you need histories and over it's pretty complex and a lot of people don't understand how to um you know read the guidelines and apply them i like to use the example of you know um cooking a dinner we can all cook from the same cookbook but trust me you don't want to eat whatever i make <laughs> you know what my wife would make from the same cookbook we you would want seconds right but not anything you wouldn't want a second bite of what i made even though we followed the same directions it's just how you understand them and how sometimes there's a little nuance that's not in the direction somewhere that makes the the big difference and and being able to communicate that fantastic well getting the financing is a massive piece to any real estate transaction and i i haven't done a lot of deals in my career but i've done a couple of them for my own you know personal uh, home ownership and um having that loan officer that knows it in the inside and out of it and how to get the deal to the finish line. I loved your example with the appraisal or the person who had the multiple ways of making money and like, how do you package that to get the approval? Um, little nuances that really, you're really adding a lot of value to getting that deal to the finish line. So is there anything else that you'd like to uh, share with our listeners today? about anything we talked about today? I think, you know, it's just as we move forward in the, you know, financial world as products are coming out, um, sometimes what's new is really old. It's just new again. So you need somebody who has some experience and I'm happy to help and talk and strategize. Even if I'm not involved in the deal, I'll do that sometimes too, just because of timing elements, you know, rather than stepping in and starting over, you might not have time. I'll just give some you know, guidance and here's what you need to do to solve the deal. I'm happy to do that too. Fantastic. So what is the way for people to get a hold of you if they want to learn more about the equity builder loan or they want to talk to you about helping them you know, just do loans for their, their uh, real estate clients? Um, how can people get a hold of you? Yeah, I, I, if I can add one more thing, because uh, yeah. I, obviously I do those complex transactions, but I, I do enjoy doing the simple ones as well. And I do yes. all the cookie cutter, normal FHA, VA, conventional uh, jumbo loans as well. Um, but the way to get a hold of me is either my website, getmoneyforyou.com, or you can you know, call me, text me, whatever, directly on my cell phone at 916-223-2775. And for the get money for you, um, let's just spell it out just so people are crystal. Sure, sure. It's just how it sounds. G-E-T. M-O-N-E-Y-F-O-R-Y-O-U. Dot com. com. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Rodney, I am just so impressed with your knowledge. You, <laughs> you know so much. And in addition to your knowledge, you're 
diverse background, working in title and having experience with appraisals and being a real estate investor and understanding all of these nuances and how to bring people together to get these deals to the finish line and all of your experience. Anyone that has the opportunity to have you on their team as their lender is blessed. And I was so happy that you were able to be on the podcast because I wanted you to be able to share your wisdom with our listeners. And you just did a really fantastic job. So thank you for being our guest today. Eric, thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. Awesome. Well, that's going to wrap up another great edition of the Brent Go podcast. I always tell you guys, listen to the podcast multiple times to put the best ideas, in this case, that Rodney shared with you into the subconscious mind and share the podcast with your organization so they can benefit from the wisdom that Rodney shared with us today. That's going to wrap up another great edition of the Brent Go podcast. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Okay, so here's the deal. We have incredible information, video content on my YouTube channel. Go over there and make sure you subscribe and it's vital that you ring the bell. If you ring that bell every time I put out new content, it's actually gonna notify you and you can get the latest and greatest of what's happening at eXp. Now don't forget to like me on Facebook so you can also get that content and then follow me on Instagram. We're hitting everybody high, low, and in between. We're trying to get the information out there so you can build big businesses, revenue share organizations. So go to uh, YouTube right now. Please subscribe and ring that bell. Like me on Facebook and follow me on Instagram. We'll see you out there.